Welcome to episode 30 of African American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love, family. Peace and love. I'm well. I hope you all are well as usual. Um, I am happy. I am healthy. I am strength. I am beautiful. I am intelligent. I am loved. Okay, let's speak those affirmations so we can remind ourselves because sometimes that's what we need. Sometimes you got to remind yourself of what it really is because sometimes we can forget. So, um, you know, wake up in the morning, look at yourself, remind yourself of what's up. There's nothing wrong with that. We all need a little boost and you can give yourself a boost if no one else is. Um, Now, this week, man, this has been killing me for the past few days and I have just been waiting on recording time to come in and talk about this because I cannot deal. Like, I super cannot deal. All right. Now, (laughs) I'm trying to say this without being mean because how I want to say this, I'm not going to do that because there's there's a way I want to say all this, but I know that it's just not a good way to (laughs) communicate these feelings. So I am... um, I am simply going to just say this, you know, I'm going to try to say this in the nicest way I can. So I know that everybody has seen all the posts about Colin Kaepernick. Okay. And uh, it amazes me in a way that it's this easy. Like it's so easy to get us to spend our money with you. It's so easy for us to get on board with people like, all people have to do is whip and nay nay and say Black Lives Matter. And then black people are like, you're invited to the barbecue. We want to trade some of our own for you. Um, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, dang, can we? Uh, it's just, it's just so basic. It's so basic. And it's embarrassing because when other races like see that, they literally look at us like, ugh, idiots. And it's so embarrassing because we're so much better than that. Like, I I just can't stand to see how easy we are to manipulate. It's so easy for us to make us go the way that you want us to go for your own gain. For your own monetary and economic gain. So, alright. This is the thing. If you want to feel happy for the brother, Colin Kaepernick then by all means, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing to get upset at with that. There's nothing to feel a way about. If you want to feel good for the brother and what he's doing, then by all means, uplift your brother. By all means, celebrate him, okay? You know, celebrate with him, I should say. Um, However, when stuff like this happens and then... People are coming forward like, I'm about to go buy 50 pairs of Nike and I'm about to go buy Nike stock because I'm so happy that they just care about us and they're standing up against the mean old racist people of the NFL and they're here to support us and what we, like that's the part where you've done too much. You want to be happy for Cap? You could say, oh, true that. He don't know you. He don't know you. He's not personally coming to your home to hang out with you. 
Okay, you got some of your own people in your own circle, your own family that that you know accomplish great things, and you're not calling them. And when you have their phone number and saying, "Oh, I'm so happy for you, congratulations," half of the time you got some negative to say about it. So. First of all, I don't even understand why people are feeling like they just have to congratulate this man and have to feel good for him. It's like, are you doing that within your own communities? I don't understand. He doesn't know you. He He's not even going to see this post that you put up about how you're happy for him. And so that's where we take it too far. When you neglect your own family and community for complete strangers, that's a problem. Okay? When you are celebrating this man and putting this man on this huge pedestal as though he's some kind of sacrificial lamb for the cause so so my thing is if you want to make cap the face of your nike campaign it is what it is but why do you have the caption like believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything like now see that's where you lost me see we all have that point of you know you're kind of teetering at the edge but you're still good and then we have that moment where you toppled over you lost your balance and that is where you lost me believe in something and sacrifice everything what excuse me Colin Kaepernick has not sacrificed a damn thing (laughs) okay um you know I don't know why people are acting as though he was like the star player of the entire league and then decided to kneel and lost his position. Like, he wasn't even a, a, a main player or known player like that. You, I wouldn't even know who Colin Kaepernick was unless he had kneeled. Okay, um, so it's like, this man, like, what are you, are you, are you essentially insinuating that in this man sacrificed something? How so? Because he clearly knew that he was never going to be, like, starving. Okay, he he knows he would have never just been, like, on the street, unable to, like, have a roof over his head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what exactly... What What exactly is the sacrifice? Like, y'all will have people, like, I was making $20 million. And now I'm only making five million bow to me for my sacrifices. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have our own ancestors, okay, <laughs> that died and lo- and when they stood for what they believed in, lost their homes, you know. That's really, they, we have our own ancestors that really walked out on jobs where they were not able to, um, not able to care for themselves, not even to take care of their families that made real sacrifices like that for what they believe in. Okay. We have our own people that made sacrifices that landed them on the street. They sacrificed their own families. Okay, the whole family had to sacrifice. Like, we have so many people that in our communities and to overlook them and go out of our way to celebrate Cap, who sacrificed nothing. He sacrificed nothing. Okay, Colin Kaepernick is not out here like pro-black AF. You know, he still keeps things very neutral and all-inclusive. 
Okay, he's he, he I don't know what it's like it, it and and like I said, the problem with it is like I said, it's not saying I want to be happy for my brother. The problem is it's a slap in the face to your other people. It's not just about that. That's that celebrity complex that we have. Where at the end of the day, we as African people, we're royalty. It's not that the mainstream media decides that this person is a celebrity. So therefore, they're more important or what they do means more because of a supposed platform. Okay, Colin Kaepernick was not bringing awareness to police brutality in this country. These we're all aware of that. You know, we're I think we're not I'm not gonna say I think we are all aware of that. Everyone is aware of that. You know what the difference is? These racists and white supremacists, they ignore it. They deny it. They know damn well it's a thing. Get out of here. I you know I I, I just don't understand. I just I want us to require more. Okay, I want us to require more to get in bed with us. Okay, black people, we're we're just like whores of the media. And whoever puts $10 on our nightstand, we let them in. And it just makes us so cheap, especially when we're worth so much more. To see what we settle for is disheartening. Um, so now <laughs> we are sitting here saying that Cap has sacrificed everything, which, once again, that is using that word in a complete wrong way. He's still rich, always been rich, and he's still been making money off of... If you're making money off of your revolution, then that's not a real revolution. (laughs) It's not a real revolution, okay? Um, Nike's not signing checks to real revolutionaries. All right, it, that literally should have went to the distance of, oh, Colin Kaepernick got the Nike ad. Oh, oh cool, that's what's up. And that's it. Um, I also want to make something else clear. I want to talk about analysis, okay? Um, companies like Nike have analysts that come in, okay? And these major corporations hire the best of the best of the best that the analyst game has to offer. All right. Now, Nike does not just wake up in the morning and say, man, we really care about black people. Let's go ahead and employ Colin Kaepernick and let's just Black Lives Matter this thing out because we're taking a stand against racism and police brutality in this world. And no, it's not even like that. They have analysts come in and say, okay, listen, how can we boost sales? We have analysts and they, they come in and they say, okay, everyone knows about police brutality right now. It's what everyone's talking about. That's what you need to play on. Who, what is the name that comes up when you think about stances against police brutality? Colin Kaepernick. Now that goes to show the genius of Colin Kaepernick and his analysts and the people that do his PR and how they have branded him to be the face of that. You see how that goes? You think they weren't doing this all in a way to make money off of this? Colin Kaepernick just created a brand on y'all. You see how that goes? So it's it's a, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. This is not sacrifice and this is not revolution. And once again, it's a slap in the the face for our people 
who have experienced real sacrifice and are really participating in real revolution. All right, here goes Nike. Okay, we need to boost sales. Okay, what's, there, what's, what's the buzz right now? What's the status quo? What's everybody talking about? Police brutality. Okay, who can we get that personifies the, the, the rising against police brutality? Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is like, boom, got him. Boom. I have now become the face of this. I, my brand has become the face of the biggest issue in this country. Wow. And then I'm going to totally profit off of this. And I'm going to make sure the money does not come in my name so that no one can be like, oh, look at all the money he's making all this. He's going to find a way to make that money in a way where no one can point it back at him. And then he's sitting back, never starving and never sacrificing anything and has somehow single-handedly become the face of this issue. Wow. Genius. Okay. Then black people see it. So now it comes across your social media screen. Colin Kaepernick. He is the new face of Nike. Oh my God. Nike cares about us. I literally am seeing people, celebrities even, I am going to go out and I'm going to buy, buying out the Nike stores. I seen, you know what I'm saying? Buying pairs and pairs of the shoes. People buying, buying, buying Nike stock. I think I saw that Nike made like 40 mil off of this already. Genius. Stop being cheap whores, my people. Let's stop being cheap whores. Okay. This this $10 on the nightstand is becoming degrading for us, okay? We have the power of communication through the internet, through cellular devices, through email, um, so many ways. So we really can get on. Like, I feel like black people need to be having, like, black people board meetings. <laughs> like, and, like, we're all sitting at the big, long meeting table of, you know, black folks. And it's like, okay, the first topic of the board meeting, Colin Kaepernick. Okay, let's go ahead and examine the situation. And eh, eh, nope, ain't ain't falling for it. Ain't fucking with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wish that we could all collectively come together. Like, nope, try again. You ain't, you're not getting our money. Because that's how other groups keep themselves safe and get what they want. They put their money where their mouth is. They're not, they're not saying, oh my God, let's go out and give all our money to Nike so they can support our cause. No, they put all their money together so that that money can talk and that BS can walk and they can fund their wants and their requests. Okay. That's how the gays are so protected. They put their money where their mouth is and they pay, 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 pay. They the ones that are paying the money. So you're damn right that them being able to get married them protecting their rights and gay rights and trans rights, you better believe that's how they skip the line of all of us black people and we're able to get their wants put first, money. So if we take that money that we're going to run to give to Nike in hopes that they're going to support us, how? How is buying Nikes and buying Nike stock and doing a... How is that... what are they doing in return to help us and our liberation? Crickets. I think a tumbleweed just went by. Are, you, are y'all asking for receipts? Are you asking for proof? Are you asking for any kind of paperwork? No. We just opening our legs up, 
letting them put the ten dollars on the dresser, you know, and pulling up their pants and going home. You know, it, it's just like, and and I sit back and and it's crazy because like I I see this story and I'm thinking to myself, Psh, please, they gonna have to come harder than that. Then I scroll through my timeline and everyone is like, oh my god. This is amazing. Oh my God. That's right. Stand up for what you believe in, Cap. Oh my God. Wait. And I'm like, wait. Y'all y'all falling for this? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, wait. Y'all are with this? Oh, hell no. I'm, I'm looking at this like, oh, here's some BS, please. Then I see niggas like, oh, yes, Cap. We love you. We support you. We're going to go buy 50 pairs of Nikes. I'm like, face palm. Hold on. Can y'all hear my face palm? Can you, did you hear it? That's my face palm. And I'm like, man. <laughs> come on. <laughs> um. So, yeah. I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. Like, it's funny, but not really. <laughs> Anywho. um. So, we're going to move on to the next segment in a minute. But uh I just want to I just want to say that this next segment is one that when you listen to it, I don't want you to speak about it right away. Like I want you to listen to it and then I want you to let it marinate and I want you to meditate on it and then in like a week, then I want you to speak on it. Then I want you to be like I want you to decide at that point how you feel about what I said. So stay tuned. If you have not heard by now, it is my birthday. I have just turned 29 years old. And I feel like on your birthday, it's a great time to reflect on the progress you've made since your last birthday, where you are mentally, spiritually, um, what things you want to see manifest, what things you have already manifested, because you can kind of lose track on how far you've come if you don't do that. So on my birthday each year, I like to kind of sit and have deep thought like that and really focus on, okay, you know, how far have I come? And matter of fact, when I just look at the past five years of my life, I have a lot of self-pride on the growth that I've made, um, which I think is important because like I said before, sometimes you have to, you know, organize your own parade. Sometimes you have to give yourself that pat on the back because we all need the encouragement. So I reflect on my life within the past five years um, you know, five, six years ago, I would never have imagined that I would be loving myself in my most raw, natural forms. I never thought that my passion would be my people, um, the liberation of my people, our culture, our history. It's really become such a major part of me, and I'm very happy about that because I did spend majority of my life being disconnected from that. Um, so the place I am now, it's refreshing because 
I we we've talked about this in the show before how important it is to stop yourself in your tracks sometime and to be honest with yourself and be like listen there are changes I need to make listen I am not happy doing what I'm doing or saying I can do better than what I'm doing my journey of self-love has been such a a long and beautiful one and it's funny because like when you're young young you know when you're in your teenage years your early 20s you really feel like that is your peak you feel like these are your quote-unquote best years and you feel like this is the best that you'll ever be but assuming that you're taking care of yourself you know and doing things the right way you actually as you get older things within you get better I think you get more comfortable with yourself. I think you get to that point where it's like, okay, what you see is what you get. If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. It is what it is. Uh, and that's a good feeling. And I'm glad that I was able to get out of my own way <laughs> and say, okay, there has to be more to life than this. Because I used to go along with the status quo like so many of us do. You know, I, I at one point I was that. Loving hip-hop, loving lace wig, Jesus-loving person, you know. Um, and it just felt wrong to me. I just felt like I'm not really living in my purpose. And on this journey, finding myself, I couldn't be happier because I just can't imagine staying in that place. That's why I like to encourage people, listen, do not just say, this is the way I am. Do not just say, oh, well, this is how things are, because you're cheating yourself. Um, if you even have to say that to yourself, like, well, this is just how I am. If you even have to say things like that, subconsciously, you're admitting that this is something that you probably should change or evolve from, but you're just not going to, you know, saying things like that. Well, this is just how I am. This is just what it is. Um, if that's just what you are and it's not the best you can be then who is the joke on? Um, the joke is on you. So when I went through the process of tearing down the uh, the lesser version of myself, tearing down the version of myself that needed improvement, only then was I able to start the process of rebuilding the new me. And I'm still in that process. I think that process is a long time. I don't think it's something that is completed in, in short periods of time, but you have to be patient with yourself. Um, but the first step is just saying, okay, it's time to do better. Uh, in my perfect world, it would just be my people being confident, uh, my people loving themselves the way that they need to. Um, it would be my people not looking for the approval of anyone else. Um, and like I said, that's the perfect world. And that is a place I believe that we can get to as a people. I think that it will simply just take time. Um, anyway, so I'm ranting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just good to be here. 29 years old. Uh, I feel happy. I feel healthy. I'm in a great place career-wise, in a great place mentally, spiritually, in a great place physically. I'm happier with myself than I've ever been. And it's a, it's a good feeling to um, honestly say that. But anyway, 
Let's just get into this next segment topic as we were about to do before I started. Child, I'm sort of going off on a whole rant. Uh, we now, as I was saying, we have whole entire campaigns um, that and support that Black women have established to build our confidence to put ourselves back on our thrones, and I think it has been very effective and healthy for us. I think it's definitely something that was necessary for us, not only as women, but as black women, because what makes black women different is that there is an attack. There is an attack on us uh, in many ways. There is attacks on our beauty. There is attacks on our womb. Um, There is attacks on our children, attacks on our men. Uh, So, with all that going on, it's going to require campaigning. It's going to require support for us to fight through that. Now, we need to start these same movements for the men. I think that we've done a great job building up the women, getting the women where they need to be. But when I sit back now and look at the brothers, I'm seeing an imbalance. And this is something that we want to be honest about. This is not something that we want to get defensive about. Don't make it about you. Don't make it about your feelings getting hurt. Sometimes we need someone to tell us, hey, uh, you're fucking up. Okay, it's time for you to step your game up. Um, and once again, and, and I'm sorry, you all, that I have to make these disclaimers before I go into conversations, but you will not believe the comments and stupid messages that I get of people completely misunderstanding things I'm saying. And my purpose here is to be understood. So this is why I make disclaimers. I apologize if you have common sense and you already know this. However, common sense is not common. It should actually be called extremely rare sense. Anyway, back to the disclaimer. I am speaking on the majority of people. I am not speaking on the few and far and in between exceptions that there always are. This conversation we are about to have is going to apply to majority of black men present day. All right. Now, um. If we look at us as black women, what we've done is we have carried on from each generation of women before us their pain. All right. Um, For about four or five generations back, our foremothers have been raped, enslaved, abused, and that pain manifests in the womb. And then they birth their children in that same womb. And that's us. And that is how us as women, we pass down pain. We pass down um, generational curses. Now, I'm going off on a different subject here, but that is why in the traditions of um, most forms of African spirituality, when it comes to marriage and choosing a mate, yourself and your potential mate would go to... Uh, receive a reading to figure out what negative energies, what generational curses are hanging over the heads of each party. <clears throat> so what that does is it's a, it's kind of like a closing the barn door before the cows get out. It's looking deep into your ancestral history 
as to what pain each party is carrying so that you can be aware of it. Because once you're aware of something, you can defend yourself from it. Um, so you can be aware of it and see if it's something that is going to be something that can be worked through. But half of the time, like I said, as long as we're aware of something and, you know, this is someone that you really want to build with, someone that you love, it can all be worked through. But these are the things that we may not know. Um, we don't know everything about our partners. Uh, so... Once again, it's about generational curses. This is something we have to be honest with ourselves about. So us as women, like I said, once we've had everything attacked that makes us women, that is pain that carries down. So now we're the first semi-free generation of women. So we carry a lot of that burden, which is why we have to take the steps that we have in order to heal. Now, it is the same with the men. And I know, brothers, I know that it's just like... Uh, we're fine and we're good and I'm a man and ain't nothing stopping my shine. Um, the showing of emotion, the showing of being affected does not make you weak as a man. Now, impulsively reacting emotionally, um, uh, having emotional responses that aren't logical, that's where the problem lies. However, being honest about emotion, being logical about your emotion, admitting to how you feel does not make you less of a man. It does not make you less of a man to say, hey, there is pain that has been passed down to me that we need to fix because it goes hand in hand. So our grandmothers um, had their men taken away. Our grandmothers had their wombs abused. They were raped. And we forget our brothers went, the, the brothers went through the same thing. Um, they experienced rape. They experienced humiliation. Okay. Um, do you know the pain that our men carry down when their forefathers were penetrated in their anus, in front of their families, by their slave masters? <laughs> I mean, think about the hit to your manhood. Think about the hit to your masculinity. Think about the fact that amongst your forefathers in this country, any one of your forefathers who was somewhat able to provide for his family comfortably, it required him to kiss white people's behinds. It required him to not be intimidating. Uh, it required him to be obedient and follow the rules. Now, what are the things that makes a man a man? The things that make a man a man is his ability to provide. That is what brings pride into a man. Um, what brings pride to a man is his ability to protect. Uh, so, can you imagine the the pain that your forefathers experienced, the hits to their manhood, the attacks to their masculinity? Can you imagine as a man having your wife raped by your slave master? You see what I'm saying? So we ignore this same level of generational pain that our brothers are suffering from. If you want to witness confident men, Confident men are men that are able to provide for their families. Confident men are men that are aware of themselves. Confident men are men that have strong women supporting them. 
Okay, that's what makes a man confident. So when I sit back, and it can be in any setting, I can sit back in any environment, you know, where there are brothers present, and I just, I'm just peeping game, and I'm just looking at them, and um, it, it, it starts from things as simple as the posture, uh, the way our men walk, to the way they speak, to the way they think. And brothers, in my perfect world, I would just see all of you walking around with your head high, walking like you run this because you do. Um, when we talk about economics in a relationship because we've had this debate on my Instagram and we've had this debate on the show before about finances in a household with a man's family who pays the rent who pays the lights who is responsible for what and whenever we have these conversations majority of brothers will say things like, well, you can't expect us to pay the rent and pay the lights because the cost of living is high. And maybe I don't make that much money. And maybe I'll fall on hard times. And and when I hear brothers talk like that, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm talking about when I speak on the lack of confidence in them to carry out their responsibilities as men. When I look at men who have strong culture, the strong confidence, I don't see them saying like that. Like when you really picture the most strong and confident of men, do you picture him being like, well, I don't know if I can pay rent by myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's just not something that you see happening. Now, I want to also make it clear that I do understand that there are many economic disadvantages that a lot of black men have. And to that, I will say that you have to get over that and still do the best that you can regardless. All right. Um, when I see brothers um, complain about women, Oh, these women, oh, they're they're not submissive. Oh, they don't listen. They're they're not what they used to be. They have attitudes. They they don't know how to be faithful. They and I'm like, once again, when we picture the most strongest and confident of man, I don't picture him complaining about how these women just ain't no good and he can't get them to act right. Because a man that's a man the woman that he's with is going to act right. She's going to know not to even try him like that. She's going to have confidence in him and his abilities to be a man to her. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, you know, these are the things, like I said, it's, it's context clues. The things that you hear brothers say can give you an insight to what kind of man he is. Because like I said, I've, I've been guilty of that but in a woman's perspective where I used to be that type of girl that was like, oh, all these niggas is F boys and these niggas ain't no good and this, that, and a third. And then I had to be honest with myself and say, oh, my God, I am simply not vibrating and operating at that high frequency where I can attract men that are not F boys, <laughs> Okay, I'm not showing enough confidence and demanding enough respect in myself to attract men who are going to respect me and treat me right. So 
we see so many times these brothers complain about women. And I'm just like, listen, handle your business. With women, if you leave us with anything to be able to say, we will say it. The only way to not hear our mouth is to give us nothing to say. Okay, men who are handling their business in every aspect as a man do not have to complain about how women are this and women are that. Um, so, and, and it sucks, I know. It sucks when you have to sit back and be like, damn, it really is the case. Uh, this is the way it works. The man is the starter. You know, you're the starter. Nothing starts until you say so. So own that own that act as such um there's a lot of bitterness amongst our brothers it's so many times where a woman can say something even remotely bitter and it's like a thousand people coming through like oh she's bitter and she's angry and she's miserable and then too many times I see brothers saying the same thing and people think it's funny or they think it's entertaining. And in my mind, I'm like, well, what's funny about this? You know, you sound bitter just like a woman saying the same thing sounds bitter. <laughs> okay. Um, brothers, we, yeah, I got to be confident. You have to be not confident, but you have to be real with yourself to say that you also may have experienced emotional trauma that caused you to uh, drift towards toxic women. We're not going to act like there's no such thing as toxic women. Just like there are women that have daddy issues or other family issues and it causes them to go for the wrong guys. There are men that have suffered the same thing. Um, Once again, confident men are not sitting around complaining about how women are this, women are that. Let it go, brothers. Let it go. I see a lot of times brothers saying like, oh, I, I ain't chasing no woman. Well, That's probably why you don't have a good woman in your life, because good women require chasing. Bentley don't beg nobody to drive it. Okay, Um, but once again, confident men who are securing themselves don't mind doing that. They don't want the women that are easy to get. They don't want the women that are throwing themselves at him. He wants the woman he has to pursue. Good women require pursuing. However, if you're not confident in yourself, you're not going to get that level of women. So you end up in this same cycle of bitterness because you are not changing yourself to operate better as a man. Um, we have way too many brothers that decide how they're going to operate based on how the women operate. I cannot tell y'all through my feminine consulting work how many brothers I hear say things like, well, what about when the women do it? Oh, my God. If you ever are conducting yourself as a man based off of what our women are doing, may God help you. By God help you, I mean help yourself. Um, (laughs) I don't know if y'all caught what I just said there, but just marinate on that for a second. Oh, um. Excuse me if y'all just heard the knocking. I just had a delivery come through from Amazon. <laughs> so I apologize if y'all just heard that. This is the real deal. Holy field bloopers of the show. Um, uh, so what was I saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the bitterness uh, has to get let go. Uh, I, I, We can't have brothers complaining um, 
we do understand that we have things that we have to work through, but we have a choice right now, brothers or sisters. We can either get better or we can die. And that's pretty much where we're at. We can either get better or we can continue to stay where we're at and just say that it's too hard and we're just going to go down with the ship. Um, but, uh, brothers, I, I want you to know that whatever you want it to be is what it will be. You are a man. See, the woman, the, the way that we balance each other out, the woman more so multiplies and makes greater the things that come her way. Women are not necessarily the starters. Women, we more so support existing movement. Uh, the way that women work, you know, we need the sperm to start the pregnancy. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Um, so as a man, so many brothers now, they're kind of sitting back and waiting for the women to make these moves or do things for them. And it's just like, brothers, there should be no excuses. Whatever you want it to be is what it should be. If there's a woman in your life that's not treating you right, that's not respecting you, it is your job to change that. It is your job to not accept that. Okay, women, we say all the time, like, you deserve better. I know I know my worth. Brothers, it's the same thing for you. Um, women, we're, women, they're pretty much going to go with whatever direction you're going. When you're confident, and I don't care if you got to fake it till you make it. I don't care if you're secretly um, shitting bricks inside. Okay, I don't, I don't care if you're secretly doing that. You know, that's not something you have to show. You know, like I said, there is nothing wrong with faking that confidence until you make it. Because if you conduct yourself like that for long enough, your brain and your body will start to believe it. And it will actually become a part of you. <clears throat> um, I, all we as women can do is recognize what we feel we are lacking from the brothers and express it in a healthy loving progressive way so that's what I'm doing at this point I'm just letting you brothers know it's okay it's okay to be great it's okay for y'all to shine all right it's 2018 we have so much technology and internet and um, avenues to communicate to make money to progress to uh, be successful so the excuses have to go whatever you want it to be as a man is what it will be um and and when you really understand that as a man that's when you really become one as long as you're full of those excuses you have not become a man yet because being a man doesn't it's not about your age okay i know 25 year old men that are way more mature and sure and ready than some men I know in their 40s, okay? So the age is not about, it's not as though, okay, you turn 18 and you're a man. It's not the way it works because you can be in your 40s, you can be in your 50s and still not be a man. Understand that you have that power. The men that you see that are successful, those alpha males that we speak of, those men that can't be stopped, that is the number one thing they have. They have that confidence, once you have that confidence as a man, everything else comes after that. Half of the process is simply believing that you can. So, brothers, take charge. 
Do not conduct yourself based upon what women do. We as women, we going to handle our problems because y'all know I'm not biased on this show. I don't take the women's side like, oh, we as women are perfectly fine and it's all y'all fault. I don't do that. There are things that we as black women need to work on. And I have no problem letting myself and my sisters know that. And there are things that we are lacking from the brothers, and I have no problem letting you know it as well. No, I cannot tell you how to be a man. However, I can tell you what we need in a man. I can tell you what we need from you, brothers. Because I do understand that we as women may or may not have done the greatest job communicating that to you. So I'm kind of just putting the ball in your court and letting y'all know how I feel how we feel <laughs> and and you can take that and you can do what you want with it. So if there's nothing else that you take from this episode, brothers, just understand that look at yourself in the mirror and affirm who you are. Affirm that you're a God. Affirm that you are the King. Affirm that the power is within you. Affirm that it is whatever you say it is. Okay. And um, once we start seeing the manifestation of that confidence from brothers, uh, I can almost guarantee you that the women are going to follow suit and that is how you progress as a people. The men clear the way. The men say, okay, we're going this way. The women follow. They support. And we are balanced. And that is how we move forward. Now, a lot of times us as women will say, oh, men don't communicate with us. They don't, they don't know how to talk to us. I try to talk to him and he don't want to talk. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what he's feeling. Women always remember, we are smarter. Figure it out. Okay. How many times are we going to keep complaining about the same behaviors? Hello, we are smarter. They can't talk like us, okay? They cannot communicate like us. It's not the way they're built. Stop expecting him to communicate the way you communicate, okay? Instead, take advantage of the fact that you're smarter. So you have to just listen to what brothers are saying when they're not directly saying it to you. Men don't necessarily express themselves, um you know, openly, emotionally, like we do. You have to pay attention to what are the men saying in their music? What are they saying on their social media posts? What are they saying in their poetry? Um, This is how you get into the mind. That's the beauty of art, okay, because that's what it does. It penetrates. So you have to pay attention to what they're saying and decode it. Take, pay attention and look at the underlying reasonings, the underlying issues. Okay, that's how we balance each other out. It, what if we were both equally as smart? Okay, that would not work out. Someone has to be smarter. Thank God it's us. Okay, so take advantage of that. Um, that is going to be a major part in the, you know, your give and take in a relationship. So I I like to pay attention to what the brothers are saying. Uh, Half of the time, we don't understand what's being said because we're not listening. And when you really listen to a man 
only then will you understand because uh, it's really easy to listen just to retort but taking the time to really listen um paying attention just to what the men in your community are saying what they're feeling because it's all energy that we feed off of each other so anywho i uh a brother i saw a brother um the other day and he had posted and he said um you know my day is going horribly shout out to my daughter's mother for calling the police on me because my visitation day ends on Sunday and I didn't have her back early enough, you know, Monday morning. And so the mom like calls the police. I want to say this. As a black woman or as a woman, you calling the police on a man, no and and playing cards of like you being afraid of him or him being um or him being dangerous when he's if he's really not okay the only time you should be calling the police on a on a black man is if you truly feel that in that moment your life is in imminent danger i and we've all been in situations i know that i have i've been in a situation before where i was in a relationship with someone who was acting extremely aggressively towards me one night and what i did was i went to his family i went to his family and i was like listen he's tripping you know y'all need to handle this i let's try to handle things in our communities first and they were able to speak with him they were able to handle that and it never happened again okay so and by the way ladies it never happened again because i left <laughs> but you still you know when you're looking to calm down those situations it's not always best to just jump to police when you have a conflict with a black man your reaction as a woman your first reaction cannot be to call the police because it's the equivalent of when white people call the police on black people because they know who to pull the police are more prone to believe so when you as a woman make a man seem like he's dangerous or aggressive and and you play that card you're playing it because essentially you know you will be believed and you, and it's just as bad and it puts them in just as bad of situations and the the gag is you're black too so do you know how many black women call the police and they end up getting arrested or they end up getting injured okay so it endangers yourself and it endangers that man. Don't get caught up in like situations where the anger is flying, emotions are flying, and you just don't care. And in that moment, you're calling the police. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Because like I said, this can mean our lives. This is no small thing. This can mean our lives. So when I saw the brother was saying that, and you know, the brother is someone that I, I know knew from before. So I'm like, okay, he's definitely not going to hurt anyone or anything. It's just about being nasty. Um, and and we got to keep them crackers out of our business. You know what I'm saying? Like every time you call the police, that's a police report. Every time you call the police, that is the type of stuff that will be brought up if something was to ever happen to you. They'll be digging up these stupid phone calls years and years later. You don't know how it can affect you. So it's not something that we should be throwing around. We should not be calling the police like... 
hey, um, I'm just going to play the card of the victim because they'll believe me because I'm a woman and he's a man. Every time we call the police, every time the police are in our presence, we run the risk of never making it out that situation alive. You are at an extremely high risk of being injured or imprisoned by police every time you come into contact with them. So it is unwise to call them into family business unless it is a matter of literally life or death. So I'm not going to spend much time talking on this because it's just such a negative vibe. I don't even like having to talk about this stuff because it makes me sad. But at the same time, it's a conversation we need to have. Ladies, stop calling the police on these men because you're being emotional. That is called being emotionally irresponsible because that impulsive reaction to make that phone call, you are endangering lives. Okay, now you call the police saying, oh, he kidnapped my child. Okay, okay, his his visitation, he ain't he ain't dropped. um, He hasn't dropped your child off. But if he's communicated to you, hey, listen, I'm sorry, we got done with what we're doing late. I'm gonna bring her in the morning. You know, that is not the situation to call the police. Okay, this person is not harming you or your family. That is not the time you handle it as a grown adult. It's called being capable of your own conflict resolution. It's a sign of maturity and intelligence. When you have to run and go tell somebody on someone that says a lot about you as a human being. Okay. Um, so like I said, I'm sad that we even have to say this, but unfortunately we, we apparently we do. It is a matter of life or death. You can die every time you come in contact with the police. You have, an, you have a higher risk than anyone else to die when you come in contact with them. Stop calling the police because he cheated on you and you mad or he hit you and you want revenge. Okay? Do you know how many women get hit and have plenty of opportunity to exit and they come back? Then you want to come back over and over and then call the police? No. It's like I said, I'm not being condescending or anything like that. I've been in the situation before. But as opposed to doing the most, I just left. You know, it's that simple. If you really feel like you got to call the police, which is essentially, potentially you or him dying, then honey, you have to leave that alone. If it's that serious. You know, like, like we got to be real about things. Like this, life is not fair and we all, we're at where we're at. And we have to deal with what we have as of right now. As of right now... As of, matter of fact, as of never have the police been on your side. Stop calling them. I hate when I see black people calling the police. What the hell are you calling them for? They're not here to serve you. You putting us all in danger of getting arrested or getting injured or getting killed every time you call them. We have to grow up. It's not funny. Calling the police on a black man is not something you do because you're mad or things didn't go your way. Especially when nine times out of ten you'll do that and two days later be right back with him. So stop it. Okay? 
Anyway, necessary conversations, not fun ones, but necessary. (laughs) We are at the end of this week's segment. I want to thank you all for listening. If you do not follow me on Instagram, please do so at goddess6footer. That is G-O-D-D-I-S underscore S-I-X-F-O-O-T-A-H. Please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, applaud, review, whatever you can for the show. I appreciate it all. Keep sending me show topics. And as always, love, peace, and black power.